0: Hey everyone, welcome to episode 14 of the Maniac Radio Show. I'm your host, Tech Sergeant Andy Sinclair with the 101st Public Affairs Office here in Bangor. I cannot believe that we're in the 14th episode of this podcast. It feels like just yesterday we started it, and now I think that we can officially say that the podcast is well-established, and it's all grown up. But enough of that wishy-washy stuff. Later on in this episode, Senior Airman Jordan Charpentier from the 101st Security Forces Squadron is coming up to talk to us about Main State Tuition Assistance and the positive experience he's had with it during this semester of school. As a reminder, November is the unofficial education month here at the 101st, so make sure that if you're going to school or you're planning to go back to school, you pay close attention to what he says, because he's going to talk about how easy it is to sign up and have your classes paid for. Of course, we have a fresh new maniac fact for you as well. But before we get into any of that, let's check out your maniac news. Emergency Management hosted the Domestic Capabilities Rodeo last week where multiple Maine Emergency Agencies came together to demonstrate individual unit proficiency through skilled competence and equipment presentations. The event served as a networking element providing over 60 emergency management responders the opportunity to meet and greet with other agencies to include the Maine State Police, the Bangor Fire Department, various Maine Emergency Management Agencies, and the Maine Army National Guard. The multiple first response agencies trained together to decrease the effects of disaster on main inhabitants and their property throughout the state. The rodeo was a great opportunity for the various agencies to receive a better understanding of what each of the teams can accomplish during a disaster. Chief Master Sergeant Eric McDonald is the installation emergency manager and event coordinator, and he explains the significance behind the rodeo. It was excellent. I was very pleased with the with the turnout and the number of people and different organizations that were represented here. There's, uh, again, there's just so much experience both military and civilian and it's ideal to get it together and and network." The rodeo was an outstanding success and is another perfect example on the significance between main military and state agency partnerships. The Veterans Day Parade was Friday morning, and as always, dozens of maniacs marched in honor of our American heroes. The parade marched with cadence on its normal route through Brewer and Bangor, where airmen from the 101st came together in uniform with crisp salutes and smiles on their faces. Staff Sergeant Rebecca Cousins marched in the parade, and she explains why it was a heartwarming feeling.
1: It's. Real- to come together and to participate in something with other people from our base that we don't normally get to see or work alongside and then it's also rewarding to see the support that's out there but it's nice to know that people care
0: sergeant cousins has marched in the veterans day parade for several years now and each year has been a rewarding and fulfilling experience and that's it for our maniac headlines keeping you up to date is our mission Hey everybody, really quick I want to cover the differences between unrestricted reporting and restricted reporting when it comes to sexual assault cases. There seems to be some confusion about the difference between the two, and surprisingly not a lot of people know the difference between the two. I'm going to give you a brief rundown and the difference of definitions as well as some limitations and downfalls of each. Okay, so first is restricted reporting. This option is for adult victims of sexual assault who wish to confidently disclose the crime specifically identified individuals without triggering the official investigative process or notification to command. Service members or their adult military dependents who desire restricted reporting under this policy must use one of the following reporting avenues contacting the SARC or sexual assault response coordinator talking to a sapper victim advocate or talking to your healthcare provider or personnel some of the limitations when it comes to a restricted report is that because law enforcement isn't notified the assailant cannot be held accountable and may be capable of assaulting other victims you cannot receive a military protective order evidence from the crime scene where the assault occurred will be lost and the official investigation should you switch to an unrestricted report will likely encounter significant obstacles. So that brings us into unrestricted reporting. This is an option recommended for victims of sexual assault who desire an official investigation and command notification in addition to healthcare, victim advocacy, and legal services. The channels utilized in an unrestricted report are law enforcement, the commander, the SARC, a sapper victim advocate, as well as a healthcare professional. The benefits behind an unrestricted report is that victims feel a sense of closure or healing which can aid in recovery. Also, the ability for the military to hold the offender appropriately accountable it ensures the safety of the victim and of others who may be victimized by the same suspect and again the key differences between unrestricted versus restricted when it comes to individuals who are in the know is that restricted will not involve law enforcement equal opportunity or the commander so that's a brief rundown of the differences between an unrestricted and a restricted report when it comes to sexual assault cases I strongly urge if you are a commander or you are a supervisor that you know the differences between the two and you make sure that your troops know the differences between the two as well because knowledge is power and together we can keep everybody safe. If you have any questions or concerns considering this, you can contact Major Mancini who is the Wing Sark and she'd be more than willing to talk to you in more detail. Also if you happen to miss episode 11 of the Maniac radio show, Major Mancini spoke to us on that episode and she talks about her job in a little bit more detail. So if you happen to miss that episode, go back and listen to it. I strongly recommend it. Also really quick, I want to talk about the Safe Maniac program. For those of you who don't know what the Safe Maniac program is, it's an awesome asset we have here at the Wing where if you happen to find yourself out on the town, and you've had too much to drink and you know you cannot drive, you can call the command post and they're going to set you up with a ride from a local taxi to make sure that you get home safe and that you don't get behind the wheel. It's an awesome program and I strongly recommend utilizing that program if you haven't heard of it. Your name doesn't go anywhere. No one finds out about it. No one's keeping tabs on you. It's in every way, shape or form a way to make sure that you get home safe so you don't get behind the wheel and potentially cause harm to yourself or to others. Talk to your supervisor or first sergeant about getting a keychain that you can have on you at all times just in case you happen to need a ride I have got to get me one of these. if you want to know more about the program chief master sergeant stevens talked about it on the maniac radio show back on episode three a few months ago where he goes into a little bit more detail about how the program works and how you can utilize it so again be safe stay safe and get home safe So as I mentioned earlier, Senior Airman Jordan Charpentier, who's with the 101st Security Forces Squadron, is here in the studio to talk to us today about Maine State Tuition Assistance. He's been in the Guard for quite a while. He is currently utilizing the Maine State Tuition Assistance, and we're going to ask him a few questions on his experiences with it, uh, things that he may recommend or, or doesn't recommend when it comes to signing up for Maine State Tuition Assistance. Just kind of a, a brief overview of how the whole program works. So Senior Urban Charbon here, thank you for stopping by and thank, thank you for coming in.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me. Uh, it's good to be here.
0: So I guess the first question I have for you is how long have you been going to school?
1: I have uh, been going to school at the University of Maine in Orono for about Four years now. Uh, I started in 2011, and uh, I did two years full time, kind of kinda undecided, and then I decided to take a semester off. Uh, you know, tuition prices were getting you know too high; couldn't pay them off each semester, so uh, I eventually decided to take a semester off, join the guard. Um, one of the best decisions of my life. And uh, after after that, decided to get back into school because getting your degree is always important. It's always uh, stressed out here to get that degree. So I've been going back part time because I'm a full-time employee out here using now the Main State tuition assistance as a uh, as a means to pay off these credit hours
0: so how long have you been using main State tuition assistance?
1: I've been using Main State tuition assistance now for this past semester fall of 2016 and I absolutely will be using it this next semester for uh, spring of 2017. Uh, I believe it is a fantastic way to at the very least get your CCAF if not more because uh the great thing about this uh, tuition assistance it covers not only the University of Maine but all of the Maine State Community Colleges such as EMCC, so it's a great way to, at the very least to get your CCAF.
0: That's cool. And so how does it, um, if, like in a nutshell, is how's the whole process, is it kind of complicated to sign up for? It? At
1: first it is a little bit complicated if you um, haven't looked into it or uh, you just hear it from your friends or from other members out here on the base. Um, You may not understand exactly how it works, but we have um, an excellent education staff over at Personnel. and uh, I went through Sergeant Hand and uh, he kind of explained to me how it works, how the Maine State Tuition Assistance works. And how it essentially works is for every credit hour you take, it will be paid for entirely. So if you're only like a part-time student, say taking six credits at the University of Maine, that's almost $2,000 that's completely paid for by this Maine State Tuition Assistance. So it's huge. It, It actually pays huge dividends down the road. The best bet for how it works, you would want to maybe have an idea of how many credits you're going to take, then uh, you'd go to certain Hand, fill out an application, and go from there.
0: So you, you mentioned before that you, you are definitely planning on using this for next semester as well, so it, obviously your experience is and that end have been very positive when it comes to Maine State tuition assistance. What about working with the schools? Are the schools pretty cooperative when it comes to this stuff?
1: It's actually automatic. I didn't have to go through the school at all when it came to the Maine State tuition assistance. The moment, the moment your credit load is locked in, it will be automatically applied to school, at least in my experience with the University of Maine. I didn't have to go to the financial aid or the bursar's office. Uh, it was automatically shown on my student account online. So all my credit hours were paid for and it, it was pretty seamless pretty easy.
0: That's good because you know what like as you know you're already dealing with a lot as it is signing up for classes and you're obviously like you said before you're working full-time out here as well so you not only have a full-time job but you're also going to school which in itself is tasking. Would you recommend anybody looking to go to school currently in the Maine Air National Guard to utilize Maine State tuition assistance? I would
1: absolutely recommend anyone who is actively pursuing a degree or has any thoughts of pursuing a degree to uh, utilize the Maine State tuition assistance. I know from myself personally, back when I was when I was going to school and I couldn't really pay for it. This was absolutely a huge motivation to get back into school. Give me the motivation, even though I am working full time, to put in those extra hours to go to school because uh, it's covered. It's absolutely worthwhile.
0: Yeah, hey, and I, again, I appreciate you coming in, and uh, I, I know you just came off a night shift uh, and you stayed after to come in for this interview. It was my pleasure. I'd just like to thank you, sir,
1: for having me here. Uh, Anything to help out our fellow maniacs or anyone else listening to this uh, podcast right now, it's been a positive experience utilizing the Maine State Tuition Assistance Program. I'll continue using it until I get that degree, and uh, I highly suggest anybody else using
0: it. That's awesome. Hey, thanks a lot. Again, I appreciate you coming in. Yeah, Thanks, sir. And it's that time again for your Maniac Fact. Today's Maniac Fact is brought to you by the 101st Avionics Shop. Air Force aircraft are equipped with some of the world's most sophisticated electronic systems. Avionics test station and component specialists are responsible for ensuring that these systems remain perfectly calibrated. These professionals inspect and maintain everything from aircraft radar and weapons control to the testing equipment essential to the maintenance process. So when our aircraft are deployed, every system is in perfect working order. For more information on how you can join the Avionics Shop, contact your local recruiter. And here's your maniac fact. The year is 1986, and Ernest C. Park, Chief of Staff for Air, Maine Air National Guard, has received Senate confirmation of his promotion to the grade of Brigadier General. General Park began his military career as a sergeant in the United States Marine Corps in August of 1951. After being stationed in Korea, he was discharged from active duty in August of 1954. General Park remained in the U.S. Marine Corps Reserves until he joined the Maine Air National Guard in 1958 and was appointed the grade of second lieutenant. He completed Air Force Navigator training and from 1969 to 1976 flew with the 132nd Fighter Interceptor Squadron, Maine Air National Guard, Bangor, Maine. Upon his promotion to colonel in 1979, General Park was appointed deputy commander for the maintenance group of the 101st Air Refueling Wing. In 1984, he was reassigned to his present position as Chief of Staff of Air at Camp Keys in Augusta, Maine. So there you have it. One of the maniac's awesome airmen who did amazing things throughout his career, just like all of you in today's maniac world, held an important and vital role in the mission that the 101st executes every single day. Be proud of your heritage and the history that follows along with it. And so the time has come again where we must bring this freight train to a halt. That's all we have for episode 14 of the Maniac Radio Show. I know that you're sad, I'm sad, but if you're that distraught and you need someone to talk to, Tracy Sousa is available 24/7 to bend an ear. We covered a lot in this episode, everything from main state tuition assistance to the differences between an unrestricted and restricted sexual assault report. But the key thing to take away here, and I'm directing this towards supervisors and commanders, make sure your airmen, your maniacs are listening to this so they're not left in the dark. Make sure they know the differences between. between an unrestricted and restricted report, as well as the tuition assistance that's available to them if they want to go back to school. And really quick before we end this episode, I want to put a quick plug in for the clinic. Besides the fact that it's common courtesy, if drill weekend is approaching and you know you have a medical appointment, please do not skip that medical appointment. The clinic is counting on you being there, and unless you have a really, really, really good reason, there's no reason why you shouldn't be there. The clinic has a lot to do over drill weekend, and the last thing that they want to do is not be blessed by your presence because you decided to skip your medical appointment. So please, maniacs, be courteous, be attentive, and remain professional at all times. But that's it. That's all we have for episode 14. If we don't put out another podcast before Thanksgiving, I wish you all a happy Thanksgiving from everybody here at the PA office. And make sure you zip over to our Facebook and Instagram pages by searching 101STARW, as well as the official Vice Wing Commander Facebook and Instagram pages at CV.101ARW. So remember, be safe, be awesome, and you rock. Goodbye.